On this edition of the shelter-in-place version of TYC, I recently sat down with the elite agency Inner Circle to talk about how to make sure your message is relevant to the audience, especially with what's going on today. This is TYC Three Yellow Chairs with Spanky Moskowitz. Today, 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 I got Ken here with us. Ken Moskowitz, he goes by Spanky also, but his handle on Facebook is Ken. So Ken, there it is. Anyway, obviously every day in our group, we go live, we do a Q&A. We get tons of questions, Ken, about exactly the messaging we should be using and recrafting offers, really pivoting to what's going on right now because it's crazy and all our clients feel like it's new, we feel like it's new. So I want you to talk about that first uh, in a minute, but, but first, Anybody yes. who's on there, just give us a thumbs up. Make sure we're actually getting good audio and video quality out here. But first, I want to make sure you just give us a quick tour of your office because Ad Zombies is Ken's brand, okay. and his office is super cool. Dennis, what's up, man? Great right. to see you, dude. We're here. Chris, Dennis, what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch Dennis. over to the AirPods so I can do this and show you and take a. Okay. Perfect. Let me. T- I snuck into the office today. Uh, and here's what happened. Um, my kids, as as all of us know, our kids are just eating up bandwidth with homeschool. And I've got five kids. I've got one in college, one about to graduate high school, who, who may actually technically not graduate, but he's going to graduate. Um, and then I've got, you know, one in middle school. And two. So everybody's doing this this stuff at home. And I'm like, guys, I have calls and live streams. And I, I, okay, I got to sneak to the office. And I made an incredible discovery. Today is the last day we had the chance to pay our business insurance. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I came in just to do this. Because the mail's coming to your office, but nobody's checking it, right? Right. Nobody's checking. So, yeah. so I snuck into uh, Ad Zombies headquarters. And so I'm going to disconnect this so I can actually quickly show you. So this is, uh, this is my office. And please, we, we bailed out of here in a, in a quick minute. This is uh, the podcast area. But here is... Um, for those of you who, who've never seen our office, so this is my, my collector shelf. This has got some zombie things and no um, our logo. Dude, you're such a freak show. I love this. And then um, it's, I've definitively can tell you it's GIF. It's GIF. Yes. Um, and then of course I got <laughs> no, lots oh, of extra copies of, of my book. And then uh, over here we've got, that's Rob Zombie, not the singer. And <laughs> There we go. So, so there, there's kind of a look and there's mega desk. Everybody's got to have a mega desk. Yes. So that's kind Love of a look around. The office for you office fans out there. Okay. So Ken is an amazing brander, copywriter, messenger, messenger. He, he works on brands like, like you all know, I just jotted down. My desk is a grease board, by the way, Ken, you would love my desk. He's worked for Eminem, like the candies. Budweiser, Indianapolis 500, NBA, NFL, the, the list went on and on. I just grabbing names. That's the first five I came across. He's got so much experience with so many brands we know, and he's actively helping them today. Like he's been helping him for years and ad zombies, his company just crushes the way that they use messaging and approach clients and take brands and messages to the public. So Ken, honestly, I, I mean this truly. I am so glad and honored you're here because what you do and how you do it is so valuable. I can't imagine that we get to hang out with you for 30 minutes for free. So the, don't send me a my, bill. It's, it's my <laughs> pleasure. And um, no, thank you. Really, it is. Yeah. 
Thanks for being here. No, okay. So yeah, fire away, man. Give us a little help on a little more about you, but then also just how do we get this pivot message thing going in our, in our communities today? A little more about me. So let me, let me give yeah. you a quick origin story. Um, I never knew that I had entrepreneurial DNA. And what I mean by that is um, I, my behaviors as a kid didn't clue me in to that. Like I would own my own business. Right. So I did things that were not very kid typical. And I'll, let me explain. So I'm 53. So for those of you who are younger than me, you're not going to have this reference point. But in the 70s, there was a gas crisis in New York. And actually, there was a, a gas crisis all over the place. Um, there was a shortage and OPEC was, you know, limiting barrels of oil production. And there were huge gas lines and people were waiting in lines. And, and if you had an odd numbered plate or an even numbered plate would determine what day of the week you could fill your car. Now, remember, in the mm -hmm. 70s, cars sucked gas. Like they, I mean, like literally, <laughs> you would go through a tank a day, okay? So, um, I saw these people waiting in line and I started going out in the morning before school and um, basically selling coffee and newspapers and donuts to the people in line, but I wasn't charging them for the, for the food. I, they would pay for their food. I wasn't charging them a fee to deliver it. I was like the original Uber Eats. I just realized that. Holy crap. I was the original Uber you Eats. You started it, dude. Wow. I started it and I never monetized it. Damn. Um, but I would make so much money in tips from these people who were so grateful to have food and a newspaper back when newspapers existed. And, um, and so that was my first entrepreneurial thing. I was 10 years old in 1977 when I did that. Now, CN, go CN ahead. right here in the group just said, CN just said, I was there for that. Even the odd rotating thing, even an odd rotating. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, even an odd rotating. And so, so that was my first, um, my first dipping the toe in entrepreneurial water at 10 years old and I didn't know it, mm -hmm. right? Gary Vee had the pulling flowers and selling them back to his neighbor's story. Mine was gas lines. And, mm -hmm. um, but, but I always wanted to be in radio. And so I, growing up, listened to the best stations in New York City. Like I was listening to CBS FM and I grew up listening to all the boss jocks on WABC and, you know, Harry Harrison, Ron Lundy for some, like, if, if you guys grew up in the East Coast, you'll know who I'm talking about. And so I wanted to be a DJ. And so when I was a kid, I used to spend time in my bedroom, not making mixtapes of songs, but I would be the guy who would make mixtapes of commercials and me walking into the post of a song, but really wanting to get to the commercials because yeah. the commercials were so nerdy fun to me because you could tell a story and change someone's emotional state with very simple things. Back then, I didn't know they were called neuroassociative connections. And, <laughs> and so I spent time kind of nerding out in my bedroom and then the best thing ever happened to me. At 13, I was bar mitzvahed. If you haven't seen my last name, Moskowitz, I'm from that tribe. And um, I was bar mitzvahed. And during my bar mitzvah party, my Uncle High, who cursed me with this nickname, um, Uncle High came into the men's room behind me and he handed me this envelope and shoved it in my jacket. And he said, listen, your parents know about the other gift out there. This is for you. And if it wasn't for Uncle High, my career wouldn't be where it is today because Uncle High gave me enough money to buy the equipment I needed to, to create an actual production room in my bedroom as a kid. No way. 
Wow. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that's Uncle really High, cool. Jaime Kalu. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of how this started. Then I went into the broadcast world and started working my way up the ranks there. And um, in 2010, I, I made the fatal mistake of going to dinner with my boss. And it was December 7th, 2010, a date that shall live in infamy. I, by the way, I didn't plan it to be December 7th. It just so happened that there was a corporate event going on. And he and I didn't want to hang with the suits. And so we went to dinner at, I think it was five guys. And, and I looked at him across the table and I said, Russ, I'm done. I, I don't know what else to do here. I've, I've helped bring this company back to, to life. <laughs> Zombie reference. Um, bringing this company back to life. We've, we, we're, our revenues are you know, in the millions and millions and millions. And I just don't feel fulfilled. And he said, well, what are you going to do next? And I didn't know. And um, he, was, he was a great enough leader and still is to say to me, listen, when you figure it out, tell me. And until then, this conversation never happened. Wow, that's and, cool. And so um, that was December 7th. And in March, I had figured it out. And my announcement um, to the company, company-wide came out and mm-hmm. people were just like, oh my God, you're leaving? We thought you were going to retire here. And... Um, and so, yeah, so, so I started my own um, full-service creative and production company, Wedgie Media, and we do TV pilots and commercials and all the stuff that I love to do. You said wedgie, then, wedgie Media. Yeah, Wedgie, as in when your underwear goes I up your butt. I was just making sure I got the reference right. Okay. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And so, so I started Wedgie Media, and I found that the business over time started to weigh on me. I felt like a slave to my business. And then something miraculous happened. March 6, 2017, I'm in a Facebook group just like this one. And someone was struggling with copy. And they said, hey, can somebody help me fix this ad? It's not converting. And it was an ad for a plastic surgeon. And it was for um, breast augmentation or breast reconstruction, depending on you know, who the client was that was seeing it. And uh, the reason the ad didn't convert is because he wrote it from a guy's perspective and didn't touch the heart of the woman who would be reading the ad. Mm-hmm. And so I, I quickly told him why I thought the ad, you know, wasn't working. And then in the comments section, rewrote the ad for him. Huh. That, that was all I did. And that started the, the business accidentally. Um, over the, the course of the next couple of hours, a bunch of comments came in. Wow, where did you work, learn to write like that? Uh, I just said, this is what I've been doing my entire life. If anybody needs help, reach out to me. That was, I think, mm-hmm. on a Thursday. By Monday, I had over 100 requests for copywriting help, and I knew there was something there. And Ad Zombies took its first breath. Wow. That's and, a really cool backstory. And, and the, like, the market showed you and confirmed your, your thing, like your, your talent, you know? Wow. All right, so how do we, how do we as creative agency owners now in a, in a, what seems like a whole new market and like the whole universe is turned upside down. How do we make sure that the market confirms our talent and that we still have it and that we're still connecting and getting sales and helping people out? I I think there's a huge disconnect and I'm seeing it right now. I've been focusing a lot of attention on traditional old school media the last few weeks because I've been watching this pivot of big brands. If you notice when you watch TV, whether you stream on Hulu or some other app, 
um, you notice that all of these big brands have suddenly shifted. They're not doing their traditional, typical messaging, right? You're not seeing, like USAA is still selling insurance, but what they're selling is the emotion, the feeling of, hey, we're in this with you, right? We are stuck at home and it's all selfie videos of their employees talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. McDonald's is doing ads that talk about being together, but being apart, right? Everyone's doing this. But then when you go online in the digital space where most of us spend 80% of our day, mm-hmm. not every business is pivoting like that. And they're just going about business as usual, which makes them feel really out of touch. This, this conversation stems from um, a group call we had with the team at VaynerMedia um, uh, two weeks ago. And so I was on with Nick Dio and several from the Vayner team. We had about 40 people on the Zoom. That's Gary and Vee's group, right? Gary Vaynerchuk. That's Gary, yeah, that's Gary Vee's company, his, his, yep. his big agency. Um, and then, so we were talking about messaging. And for me, I can still close sales. I can still bring people into my business, but, but shifting my message so that I feel relevant and I feel current and I feel like we're not just blind to what's going on around us. And I feel like a lot of online businesses haven't done that because there's this mentality of top of funnel, middle funnel, close the deal, top of funnel, middle funnel, close the deal versus creating an emotional touch point, right? People do business with businesses they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. But if your business feels so out of touch with what's going on, you're going to start to lose your relevancy. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish I could record that and, and have that to use again, because I, I just realized when those words came out of my mouth, I've been trying to articulate this for yeah. weeks to business owners. Yep. You, you lose your relevancy to the audience that's, that's, that you want to do business with. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, you don't have to, Chris, I want to make sure that I'm really clear on this. You don't have to mention COVID. You don't have to mention pandemic in your messages. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look at some of the big messages that are out there right now from the brands, they don't really mention the COVID pandemic. They mention our relationship. They mention yes. the trust. They mention the connectedness. They mention, like even Lowe's. I saw this beautiful ad from Lowe's. Lowe's Home Improvement Center has got this ad running right now that is showing people dancing with their kids while they're on a phone call uh, of kids making forts in the backyard. Oh my God, forts in the backyard. We haven't done that since the seventies, but guess <laughs> what? It's, it's like, this is a reset. And, and if you don't acknowledge that with your messaging, you really feel out of touch. Boy, that is so true. Yeah. We, we keep talking about that same thing in here in this group a lot because we, We've all been taught and pre-programmed that you you hack someone else's funnel, you build you build the middle part of that, you throw a bunch of traffic in it, you work the algorithm. But if the algorithm, if the automation, if the ad set, if the copy is not built on a chassis of human relationship, like if you didn't discover how the human relationship worked first to interact with you and buy your product, then the copy, the automation, whatever you're going to build is going to be wrong because it has to exactly replicate the human heart, right? That's, that's what's going on there. Uh, by the way, Brenda says, yes, find their pain and give them the solution. Um, DJ, great to have you here. Brock, great to have you here. Um, Brenda, great to have you here. CN, awesome. And um, Alex, thanks, man. So glad you're here. Tom, great to see you. Andrea, great to see you. Sheridan, awesome to see you again, as always. Um, Dennis, 
You're the best. So glad y'all are all here. And, and again, Ken here, Ken's worked, if you're jumping in late, Ken's worked with brands that we all know and recognize, like all the major sports, like NFL, NBA, Indiana 500, Indianapolis 500. We actually tried to watch that recently and it's not on. Um, M&M's, <laughs> Gary. By Dick. the way, you can, watch a repl- you can watch a replay of the Indianapolis 500 you and you'll replay, see the same they, thing. They also had the pro drivers on video game consoles racing yes. each other. The esports so is it's it's awesome watching the NBA do that right now. This is a great pivot, right? How yeah. do you pivot? I, I love watching them play esports, and I'm not like into the NBA, but I think it's so cool because now you're getting a peek behind the curtain of mm-hmm. the players' lives. Yeah, and you're going, wow, they're just like us because they. And are. that's the relationship you're talking about. It's it's absolutely watching based on a human connection. We're not watching something Correct. automated. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, I, I have to share this with you because I, I know the uh, the other day when we uh, you and I had a chat prior to this, and and you had seen the shirt that I was wearing that day, and I, and it was a zombie shirt, and it said "Eat Locals," and the zombie was sneaking up on a couple having a park you know lunch, and uh, and I told now you now stand that, up so we can see your I want to see your your so, yeah, so I told you about this shirt. This is my this is the subway inspired zombie eat flesh, Zombie eat flesh. Uh, in, instead of subway eat fresh but i wore it just for you and because you. we had talked about this shirt and uh yeah i have a whole bunch of zombie themed shirts and some of them are are I really funny i love it i was telling them, i was telling everybody in this group people know lucy my administrator and i was telling lucy earlier i can't wait to talk to ken today because i can't wait to see what shirt he's got on because he always has the coolest zombie shirts um yeah back, to, back to what you were saying ken cn just said um, you shouldn't use the words like the pandemic and all that kind of stuff um, because Facebook will hold it and not run it. That's another great thing. Facebook is actually, you know, shutting some of that stuff down. And thankfully so. They're keeping the right. panic on, right? Absolutely. I'll also say this. There is a contextual use of the word pandemic. Like, so if you're, so we're working with a client right now that, okay, and now this is talking about a pivot and I can't mention their name. We have NDAs with them. And, but I can tell you what they're doing. So this is a fashion brand high-end fashion brand. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say high-end fashion brand, this is like you would spend $6,000 to have them make a custom garment for you, right? A suit. Wow. Uh, okay, yeah. so high-end. Yeah. They've pivoted. And because all of the mills in Italy are shut down for fabric, but they have all this fabric of like great stuff, they've pivoted and started creating fashionable face masks. That's very cool. And so we're very helping cool. them launch an entire new vertical next week based on, because it looks like in this phased rollout of people getting back to norm, whatever normal is, right? That, that in some cities based on densities, their face masks are going to be a requirement. Yeah. Well, why, why would you want to be fashionably ugly when you can be, you know, yeah, I love your, put that. your best face forward. So, so again, pivoting, but not feeling out of touch. So your messaging has to resonate with your audience. And that's what I mean. And, and I can help, like if you're, if you're stuck, for, and I'll say this for your group, if anybody's stuck with how to pivot a message, just message me. I'm, I'm happy to jump in and just give you some guidance and advice. Yes, what I do for a living is we write copy, but I'm, I'm not, this is not my, my, I'm not here to sell you. I want to help. And if I can help bring value and help you get that message shifted so that you do feel relevant and you still continue to sell like here's here's the bottom line right now if you looked at our facebook ads manager you would go wow what is wrong with these people we only have one conversion based ad right now and it's at our it's yeah it's only our bottom of funnel and our bottom of funnel are our conversion based ads 
and everything else is traffic, PPE. Mm -hmm. I almost said PPP, which is personal protective stuff, <laughs> PPE, um, and, and, and we're doing video views. Why? I can get people and target people, you guys all know this, that are ideal clients for us with mm -hmm. messages that feel good and then they'll see another message that feels good and clever and fun. And guess what I'm doing? I'm using the same methodology I use in a traditional sales funnel to move them through the process, mm -hmm. but it feels good. And then they want to do business with us, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen a spike in sales the last several days of like, I think we're at 13, 14% now increase. Um, wow. And why is that? Because our messages resonate with the people who are seeing them. And See, that's, that's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. So right there so many that. People are saying they're experiencing a loss and we're experiencing an increase as well in our agency because we've pivoted and several others that I know lots of others in this group have, but, but it's that pivot. You, you have to make that shift and you have to go back to the human heart connection. What's up, Franklin? Yeah. Glad you're here, by the way. See you. Yeah, I'm glad yes. you're there too, Franklin, even though I can't see you. <laughs> yeah, Ken doesn't have the Facebook view. He's just staring at Zoom like we all have for the past. I'm, I'm looking deeply into your eyes, Chris. <laughs> By the way, this is, this is the most stable internet connection I have had in weeks. Because you my left office, your house and went back to your yes, office? <laughs> my office was so dusty when I got here this morning. I'm like, what happened? But it's, it's, it was like a ghost town in here. Look, I mean, he's dried up. <laughs> Okay, so um, right here, Ken, um, CN says, what's your Facebook page called? I want to follow you. So give us, uh, drop us some links here. What's your, I can okay. handle it. I'll give you two of them. So if you want to follow the company, the brand, it's uh, Ad Zombies, A-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E-S. Um, and you can find Ad Zombies on all social channels. It's the same way, at Ad Zombies. If you want to follow me, it's at Spanky Moskowitz, S-P-A-N-K-Y-M-O-S. K-O-W-I-T-Z. And so you can follow me uh, and stalk me. And if you, by the way, if you wind up going to our website at any point, you'll yeah. be retargeted like a machine and you'll see some of those messages. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to draw you in. I want you to see it. Hey, wait, don't even go to my website. You know what to do, marketers. Go to Facebook, look at my ads and you'll see what's active right now. You'll, you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. Right? All right, so and, let me make sure I get this right. At... A D Z O M B I E S. Correct. And at S P A N K Y M O S K O W I T Z. Yup. You got it. Boom. Just sent it. Okay. There you go, folks. Um, CN says, thank you, Spanky. Uh, Franklin, nice to see you, Chris. Uh, you too, Ken. Good to see you in here. Franklin, Franklin loves it when we look deeply into the camera. So that, that real human connection, that's what we're talking about right there. Uh that's right. It's human connection. Now, I'll tell you, it's, it's interesting to me. I love doing video chats with adults. But yet, when I'm in my house and my daughter calls me on FaceTime from her yeah. bedroom, I'm yeah. like, why can't you just make a phone call? Like, I don't, there's a disconnect for me between doing this and my daughter calling me from the bedroom on FaceTime. And I don't know what sure. that is. It, yeah, it, well, she's it's right the, there. She should walk around the corner. <laughs> or come upstairs. Like, I'm right here. Come on. That's great. All right. So um, before we, we, we got a few minutes, so anybody with questions, be sure and rack them up in here. I'll read them off as they come in. If you have questions on copy, on messaging, on making the pivot, on anything Ken's doing that's working. Again, he's getting high conversion rates right now because of the pivots. Obviously, he's worked with an insane amount of really cool brands. So you got an expert on the line right now. Hit him up while you can. Um, so one question, Ken, that I think is really relevant is as we're 
as we're rebranding and repurposing like funnels, web pages, ads, all that kind of stuff, at what point, how do we know when to change back? Is it something we just feel or is it like after the president says everybody can go back to the park or how do we know? Okay. I don't know about most people in the world of marketing or most individuals that run their own businesses, but I think most entrepreneurs inherently know, have gut instinct. I have never done anything that my gut didn't tell me to do. And my gut tells me when things are the, when it's the right time to do things. Yeah. And okay. so I would say, don't use a, don't have the president saying, Hey, it's okay. Be the barometer because it may not feel okay yet, right? There may be some mm -hmm. hesitancy and depending on where you market, right? I, we cut off all of our ads to Italy and in um, that surrounding part of Europe pretty quickly because okay. we saw what was going on and it would feel really icky, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. and, and we haven't, we haven't fired up our ads yet in Italy. However, our ads started running again in Amsterdam because, mm -hmm. and again, so, so use your instinct, that makes use sense. your gut, and, and while you can glance at the data, don't let the data drive every single decision. Yeah. Use your gut because your gut will never steer you wrong. The data can paint a picture that's not always super accurate. Because your gut's that human connection again. Keep coming back to that, yeah. All right, CN says ideas for realtors. So CN works for realtors. She does creative work, advertising, marketing, coaching, consulting, that kind of thing for realtors. CN, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's correct though. Um, so how about realtors? Some of them, it's, it's a tough market to be a realtor. How do you help a realtor sure. get in front of people and sell houses right now? So, so what I would do is if I'm a realtor and I want to do like, let's say we had, let's go traditional. Let's say we had an open house planned, right? And a lot of realtors do open houses. They're still a thing. I would have that realtor go to this house, make sure there's nobody in it, right? It's furnished, whatever. Mm -hmm. Have that realtor do a Facebook live open house and have them stream it and multi multicast it if they have the ability to multi multicast using tools like StreamYard, which we haven't talked about yet. Um, yeah. Multicast on a bunch of channels because what happens is, is you got to think about the lifespan of video. When you put the video out there, even after that house is gone, right? And you can put sold, you can update the message later. If you think about that, that video now creates energy on the internet for you. You might have 10 people watch it the first time. First time I did a live cast, I'm like, who the hell is watching this, right? But what happens is over time you go, wow, this video reached a thousand people on this channel, 1800 people on this channel, 5,000 on this one. Whoa, what's going on? It's because over time, it's like compound interest. It accumulates views, it accumulates energy. And it's like a snowball rolling downhill. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger mm -hmm. as it picks up more viewers. So I would do a virtual open house where the realtor is going through the house and showing every feature. And you might want to have them just walk through it in their mind, but yeah. do the open house. Say, hey, I know we can't get out here to the open house, but I wanted to show you this great property. Uh, and right, and now you walk them through. So that's one way I would do it. Good Another idea. thing I would do is I would talk to people who are right now struggling with, they have to move for whatever reason and need to sell their house. And they don't want to let people in their house or it feels uncomfortable for them. Or maybe there's some situation... I would talk to them directly and say, hey, we understand this and we're going to take all the precautions to make sure your family is safe. And here's what we do every time we show a house. Mm -hmm. And right, we're going to do this, this, and this. We're going to make sure that people don't touch your cabinets. We're going to, so you can really speak to the what's going on and talk to them at like a human 
don't talk to them like a realtor, mm-hmm. right? Because you're a human first, realtor second. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I had a conversation on my, um, on my, I don't know if it's up on the podcast yet. It might be up on the podcast, but I know it's for sure on, on my YouTube channel. I, uh, Andy from the district PHX, he's a real estate guy here in Phoenix. Uh, and go check that out on YouTube. So you can just go to my YouTube channel and look for, uh, look for, uh, real estate, um, I forgot how it's titled, but find it. If my YouTube channels, you'll see it. It's going to be one of the top videos. It was recent. Okay. Cool. Um, and I think that might help you with some ideas as well. Excellent. Thank you. Great, great answer. And then how about car dealerships? People work with car dealerships. So car dealerships are a little weird for me. And here's why. I think Carvana is the only one that was able to quickly pivot because they were already doing it. That and Tesla who does home delivery. Yeah. I think car dealers need to talk about, there's a couple of things. There's a group of people in this country, in this world, that go, why are car dealers necessary right now? Why do they need to be open? And the answer is, it's not about selling the vehicles, it's about servicing vehicles, because people who need to get to work, if their car breaks, they need them service, right? So there's that mental disconnect. So you have to be able to address, if, if you're selling cars, you don't need to address why we're selling cars. You need to address that we're also here for you for the service because right now we all need solid vehicles. Right now we all need to, our transportation to be good because you never know, right? Yeah. So for the car dealers, I would offer, I would have my messages wrapped around if you're shopping, shop from the comfort of your home with contactless delivery. I, I've said to our clients, we invented contactless delivery before contact, contactless delivery was a thing. Our clients buy from us. They never touch anything but an email. So if their computer keyboard's dirty, they're getting dirty from themselves, not from us. Mm -hmm. But I would make it all about contactless delivery because that seems to be the thing that people are most concerned about. Not everybody, okay? But don't get political. Don't don't shame people or make them feel wrong for feeling a certain way Mm -hmm. or not feeling a certain way. It's the same reason I tell business owners never get political online because Mm -hmm. when you do that, you divide your audience in half. And do you really want to piss off half of your potential customer base? So true. Yeah, I love that. And right now in the in the creative and digital marketing space, we as creatives who already understand digital have an opportunity to build. And even if the car dealerships think, hey, this is all going to get back to normal. People are going to shop for cars again. Yes, that's so true. But there's also a, a, a chance, real, that this next fall or winter, we might have to be in a little more lockdown again. Like this thing has waves to it, aftershocks, so to speak. So it's a sure. great time to sell your clients on, hey, even if we know it's getting back to normal, we got a new normal now. We got to be ready for an aftershock. We got like, let's go ahead and get you prepared. This is the time. Like, Let's go, you know? Right, and car car dealers are unique in that they have the ability to deliver their their product right to your front door. Yeah. And and I would make sure that if if car dealers are delivering cars that way right now, I would make sure that every stinking car you deliver has a big ribbon across it. It looks like a Christmas package with a bow on top and you make a big deal and there should be someone filming the delivery on their phone and, you know, the owner, the, the, the delivery person has gloves, they hand the keys and the paperwork to the buyer, right? And you show that, right? You, you just film that. All you need is your smartphone. Great and then you, yeah. you put that on the internet and people are going to go, wow, Joe Bob car dealer, whatever. I just, I don't know why Joe Bob came out of my mouth. Um, 
but you know, they, wow, look at this, they care, but you're creating that experience. You're creating that, that connection. Remember it's all yes. about connection. Yes. Awesome. Great answer. Tell me about, okay, what's the software again? We, I, I, I've taken up 30 minutes of your time. I so appreciate it. StreamYard. I, I was introduced StreamYard. to StreamYard. Okay. And um, at first when I saw StreamYard, I'm like, oh, this has potential. What is it? What's really cool about StreamYard, especially if you're doing lives. Like I have my, I, the reason I looked at my watch wasn't because I was in a hurry. Someone messaged me and said, hey, are you going to be ready to do your live in 25 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Um, the, I, I, do, I go live every morning at, at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And so I use StreamYard because it allows me with one click to multicast. So I'm simultaneously multicasting on three different Facebook pages, YouTube, and my Twitter feed using Brilliant. through Periscope. And so it's a one-stop shop. It aggregates all the comments into, into a dashboard so I can see the comments. I can bring guests in live and put them on the screen, split screen with me at the same time. I can bring in a third guest. I can show a screen share while showing us it looks so it's a really powerful tool and it's not in, not very expensive uh i think i'm i'm on the premium plan which is like four i forgot what i paid for it, it go look at it Streamyard. Yeah, you'll see the pricing brilliant so, yeah stream somebody just says Streamyard is amazing love it yeah, yes great tool yeah i, I want to try it i want to play all right cool i love that there you go I'll look it up thank you you're welcome well, Sir, I know you have 20 minutes before your next live. You're in high demand. So thank you again, Ken, for being here. Like, oh my gosh, thank you for being here. The, the value that you're dropping, just hearing your story, hearing your backstory, hearing how you're progressing in your brand. The question Zombie's is- here too, by the stuff. way. Say what? <laughs> Zombie's on my hydro flask too, so. <laughs> Gotta stay You have a problem. I, I think- I, I do. See I need an intervention. I need an intervention. <laughs> All right. So, uh, by the way, the wedgie brand and the zombie brand, just last question that we got here. What, how did those pop in your head? Are they just fun and you really haven't well, grown up yet? So, so here's what it is. Because I'm 53 going on 12. When I started wedgie media, the reason <laughs> it, I started wedgie, well, first of all, forget the reason, the, the name. The name came from wedgies get stuck. They stick in your butt crack. Genius. Oh, right? my gosh. And, so I like ideas that get stuck in your head, yeah, creative that it. gets stuck. And so um, that's where Wedgie came from. And, and, it, and it was a great, it's a great conversation starter too, because our logo was uh, two butt cheeks. It, they, the W was formed like two butt cheeks with a thong in the middle. And so it, it was one of those things. Now we, we lost a couple of clients. We had a big bank that didn't want to do business with us because they thought we were risque. That's fine. Um, I don't need every client. I just need the right ones. And I'm not right. going to shift my brand for a client who thinks that my brand is to this. I don't want to work with you if you think that. That's cool. Great. Um, and so that's where it came from. And, uh, and the zombie thing, and I'll give you the, the very final brief story on how the zombie thing came to be. Uh, when, when this thing started by accident, as I, as I said earlier, uh, I didn't have a name for it. There wasn't even a business involved. It was just a, an idea. And I, it was a Sunday night and I was watching after my kids went to bed on DVR, The Walking Dead. And I'm texting uh, back and forth with my buddy, Sean, who went on to become our head copywriter. And we're texting back and forth what, what this thing should be called. And over the course of 45 minutes um, texting each other, the name Ad Zombies was born. And the original brand positioning was um, 
bringing uh, ad zombies bring ads back to life. And love it. But then um, when I was with Tony Robbins uh, a year and a half ago, it was, I realized that my messaging was off and that's when we pivoted. Again, there's that word, pivot. Mm -hmm. Um, We write words that sell anything. Makes so much sense. Makes so much sense. Well done and a fantastic example. Thank you for leading the way. Thank you. Ken Spanky, thanks for the office tour. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the advice. Thanks for just investing in other people at a time when we need it so much to get our heads back in the game. Dude, you're a rock star. Can't thank you enough for being here. Hey, TYC podcast listeners, if you could do me the biggest favor in the world, go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and also leave a review. Tell your friends and family how much you like the content, and I will keep producing more and more of it. I know you're listening. I'm seeing the numbers go up. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. Have an amazing day.